right, all right, go and make your way back to your seats. We're going to get started. As you make your way back to your seats, I want to welcome you once again to Providence Road. If you are a guest with us this morning, uh, welcome. My name is Blake Hilgenfeld, one of the pastors here, and we are very grateful and thankful that you're here with us this morning. Uh, if you have a Bible, I invite you to turn with me to Romans chapter 8. We're going to be looking at verses 28 and 29 this morning. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. There's one on the seat in front of you. The verses will eventually be on the screen as well. But I do encourage you to open up a Bible and turn with me to Romans chapter 8, uh, starting in verse 28 and 29. Let me just say this real quick. We, we have uh, <clears throat> the semester, uh, I guess, starts on the 14th, right, students? Uh, first day of class. And so we're, we'll be starting a new series on the 20th, uh, looking at Colossians chapter 3 and really kind of looking at diving deeper into this uh, kind of theme, really the foundation of what the gospel really is, and that is being in Christ. And so uh, we're going to take five, six weeks and look at uh, chapter three, uh, and then we'll jump into Genesis after that. But for the next two weeks, uh, we'll be doing um, kind of standalone sermons. We'll be doing uh, this morning, looking at this passage and, and really looking at the promise that God makes to us this coming year and what he's committed to do for us. And, uh, and, and the next week, we'll be looking at... Um, deacons and what deacons are and, and ha how we're going to implement uh, deacons within the life of the church. And so uh, this is what we're going to focus on this morning, Romans 8, 28 and 29. So let's read these verses together. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful and thankful for your grace and mercy which has brought us into this place this morning. And Father, we're grateful for your grace and mercy which will meet us and bring us to this place where we are a hope-filled people because of the great promises that you make to us. So Father, as we look at your word this morning, we ask that your spirit would lead us and guide us, as your spirit will give us understanding, that your spirit will give us eyes to see your character, your nature, and the promise of what you're committed to do for us this coming year, to work all things for our good and to conform us into the image of your son, Jesus. And so, Father, we ask that you have your way with us this morning, that your spirit would move in a mighty way. This time is yours, and we give it to you, acknowledge that it belongs to you, and we just ask that your will be done among us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So here we are at the beginning of the new year, right? 2018 has come and gone, and 2019 is staring us right in the face. Now, when you think about 2019, what comes to mind? Uh, maybe uh, the word excitement comes to mind when you think about the new year. A new start, a fresh start. Maybe you're excited to start and accomplish new things. But for others of us, excitement may not be the word that we would use to describe our thoughts on 2019. Maybe the word anxious comes to mind. Maybe uh, uncertainty comes to mind. 
Now, to be honest with you, when I think about 2019, I'm, I'm kind of somewhere between the two. There's, there's a mixture of both. I'm, I am really, really excited to see what the Lord will do in me, in my family, in us, in this city. But at the same time, there are some things in my life when I think about 2019 that causes me to be a little bit anxious. And so Romans 8, 28, or 8, 28 and 29 has been this strong anchor for me over the past several months. An anchor that has kept me from crashing into the rocks of despair. At times, to be honest with you, I felt that I was close to crashing. But time and time again, the sweet and powerful promise that my Father in heaven and Christ makes to me has not only held me tight, but has also been this sweet, refreshing promise that he works all things for my good, all things. And so I felt like it was very important for us to see as we move into this coming year, what God's infinite power plans to accomplish and do for those of us who love him and are called according to his purpose. Because it's so important for us to see what his power plans to accomplish in our lives. Because not only will it hold us and be this anchor that will hold us fast in, in turbulent times that, that 2019 may bring us, but this promise that we find in Romans 8, 28 and 29 will be this fresh breeze for our souls that will give us great joy, that will give us great excitement and anticipation as we move into this 2019, no matter what it may bring us. So the question that we're gonna look at this morning is this. What is all of God's infinite power committed to bring about in our lives to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. In other words, what does God plan to do for us? Now, let's read these verses again so we can hear them loud and clear this morning. Romans 8, 28 and 29. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So the first thing that is really, really important for us to see in this passage is that God promises, our Father promises in 2019 to work all things for our good. But listen very carefully. This does not mean that all things that come our way, all things that we experience in 2019 will be good. So there's a big distinction here. As Christians, we will never hear God promise us or say to us that we are immune to bad things happening to us. So this coming year, don't listen to some popular preachers or church leaders who promise us false hope that if we have enough faith in 2019, that if we just believe enough, that if we're kind enough, that if we do enough of the right things, that God is going to bless us with health, wealth, and prosperity. That's just simply not true. They speak on behalf of God, but they do not speak the truth about God because God does never, ever, ever promise us that we are immune from bad things happening if, we're just have, if we just believe enough, if we're, if we're kind enough to do the right things. Now listen, don't get me wrong. 
I hope that our faith increases in 2019. That we as a church and individually within our families, that we would believe God to do great and mighty things in our lives, the lives of this church and our family in this city in 2019. And that the words loving and kindness describes us as a people and us individually. But God never promises us that we are immune from bad things happening to us. So in 2019, we can expect the same things to happen to us as those who are not in Christ. Some of us will, will face sickness in this coming year. Some of us will face financial challenges. Some of us will have troubles at work and home. Some of us will have relational pain and brokenness and rejection. We are not free if we are in Christ and, and we love God according to his purpose. We are not immune and free from these troubles and trials and challenges in 2019. I tell you this not to make you live in fear. I tell you this not to, to kind of look around the corner for, for bad things to happen to you. It was like, you know, you weren't necessarily anxious about 2019 at the beginning of the message, but now you are, right? It's not my point. The point is, it's important for us to know that we're not immune to bad things happening to us because when they come your way, you need to know why they've come into your life. And it's not because God is against you. If you love God, are called according to his purpose. Paul is saying the opposite is true. He says, if you love God, yes, bad things may come into your life and, 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 and difficult things may, 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 may come your way in 2019 and these things may not be good. In fact, they may be evil. They, they may be extremely painful. But here is the promise. He promises, God promises us to make them serve our good. So this is the unshakable, this is the, the hope-filled promise that our Heavenly Father makes to us, to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose, that in 2019, God will work, not just some things, but all things. All things for our good. Look again at verse 28. And we know that for those who love God, say with me, all things. All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And so we heard that correctly, didn't we? I mean, I know it's hard for us to believe and, and see, but all things mean all things. It means everything. It means the good, the bad, the ugly, everything that comes our way, all of it, every single thing that we experience that come into our lives, God promises to take it and make it serve our good. Now, we're going to look at this in six, seven weeks as we jump back into the story of Genesis. But, there, but in the story of Genesis, there's a guy by the name of Joseph. Now, many of you know the story of Joseph. But Joseph experienced great evil by the hands of his own brothers. So his brothers were jealous of him, and they came up with this plan to kill him. And so they, they beat him, and they left him for dead, but he survived. And so several years later, Joseph was able to look back on the evil. It was evil. It, it was evil that the brothers, his own flesh and blood meant to him. But he was able to look in the eyes of his brothers and he was able to say to them in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, he was able to say to them, he said, what you meant for evil, and they did. It was evil. 
God meant it for good. He meant it for good to bring about, Joseph says that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So Joseph had the privilege, didn't he? He had the privilege and he had the blessing to be able to look back and see that God was not distracted by other things in this world when he was left for dead. In fact, Joseph was able to see that what the brothers meant for, for, for evil, God meant for the future good of Joseph and the future good of God's people. So listen, we may not ever be able to see in 2019 fully of how God is working all things for our good. But if we look close enough, we can see some things. We can see the good that God is working within the the challenges and the troubles and the trials that we are going through in 2019 if we are willing to, uh, to open our eyes, even if it's ever so slightly. But I get it. Initially, some of the challenges and some of the pain and some of the things that we experience in 2019 may just be too real and raw initially for us to open our eyes and see how he's working it for our good. Some of you know this story, um, but my dad um, has been battling cancer for two and a half years now. And um, there's nothing good about cancer. Uh, in fact, if I can just be honest with you, cancer sucks. I mean, <clears throat> this unseen disease that has taken the lives of so many people, there's not one of us in this room this morning who hasn't been affected by it. It's horrible, and I hate it. But I have been able to open my eyes, maybe just a little bit, and, and be able to see and to be honest with you, it's taken some time for me to be able to actually open my eyes and be able to ask the question, all right, God, how are you actually taking this horrible thing and working it for our good? But by his grace, through this promise, he's enabled me to open my eyes and be able to see that God has used cancer to bring my mom and dad closer together for the good of their relationship. I mean, they, 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 they say today that their relationship right now is better than it's ever been. And, and I've been able to see how God has used cancer in the life of my dad to, to help me to see, to, to remind me that every breath I take and every breath you take and every, every beat of my heart and every beat of your heart is simply due to God's grace and mercy to us. And he's able me to see, even in the midst of this battle that we're fighting, that God is still so kind to me and to my family. It's made me a better husband. It's made me a better father. It's made me a better son. Because I'm just thankful and grateful for every single moment now that he has given me with my dad and my kids and my wife. Every single moment, guys, that we have in this life is truly a gift from our Heavenly Father. Guys, 2019 is fragile. It's fragile. So may we open our eyes in the, in the challenging things that we may be facing now and as we move into this coming year. May we open our eyes in the midst of the battle and see that everything that we experience is a gift from Him. And may we truly enjoy it. 
May we enjoy every moment that he has given to us and see that our family, our friends, spouses, parents, all of it is a gift from him. But you know, the Christian life isn't always about seeing, is it? At times, we're not able to see fully and truly how he's working all things for our good. And that's where faith comes in, doesn't it? Faith is not dependent upon seeing. I mean, that's what faith is, but faith is not blind. Faith sees the character and nature of God, and he also, it also sees the promises of God, even when we can't fully see how and why he's working all things for our good. And so at the end of the day, faith, when we can't fully see, faith says, even though I can't see how you're working this for my good, and how it's going to end in my good. You say that you are, and you say that you will, and I'll trust you. Help me to trust you. Listen, if you're like me, most of my experience trying to trust the character and promise of God, especially in the midst of difficult times, is very, very much similar. I can totally relate to the dad who brought his son to Jesus in Mark chapter 9. So this dad had this son who had an evil spirit terrorize him from a, from a really, really, really young age. And more than anything, this dad longed for his son to be free from this demon who terrorized his son. And so the dad brings the son to Jesus and asks Jesus to have compassion and heal his son and free him from this demonic possession. And Jesus says to the dad, he says, all things are possible. He says, all things are possible for one who believes. Now listen to the response of the father, the dad. He responds to Jesus and he cries out in Mark chapter 9, verse 24. He says, I believe. He says, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. I love the story. I love it because of how honest the dad is. I, I love the dad's raw honesty with Jesus. I love it because it describes me. And it describes you if you're honest with yourself. I mean, think about it. In the moments of darkness, in, in the moments of pain, in the moments of not being able to see how there is any way possible that God can take what is in my life and make it serve my good, we find ourselves in this place wanting, maybe a little afraid, but wanting to cry out, I believe. I believe. I believe Father, that you promised to work all things for my good, but I'm having a hard time believing that because I do not see. I do not see how you're going to work this for my good. All I feel is darkness. All I feel is pain. All I can see is darkness. All I can feel and experience is I feel like evil is actually winning and good is actually losing. I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Listen, here's the good news of 2019. Jesus can handle our unbelief. And he gives us the space to be honest with him. He gives us the space to wrestle with, with faith. He gives us the, the freedom to admit and confess our doubts. You know why? So that we can actually experience his compassion and find our faith being increased and strengthened in him. So my friends, listen very carefully. It will do us great good 
It'll do us great good as we move into this coming year of 2019 to make this our prayer. Maybe you're experiencing something very challenging this morning. Or maybe this, this the thought of 2019 causes you to be very anxious and uncertain. Listen, if you love him and you're called according to this purpose, you know the promise that he makes to you to work all things for your good, but maybe you're just having a hard time really believing it. Then make it your prayer. Make it the cry of your heart. Say, Father, I believe. I, 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 I believe you, but help me with my unbelief. Because listen, at the end of the day, there is no such thing as perfect faith. And it's not the strength of your faith, it's not the strength of my faith or your faith that will carry you through and sustain us in the midst of the difficult things that we may face in 2019. But if your faith is in Jesus, no matter how weak you feel like it is and no matter how strong you feel like it is, if, if your faith is built on Jesus, if, he, if you've built your life on him, then he, not the strength of your faith, he will carry you through the rough waters and the dark times and the dry deserts that 2019 may bring you. Because here's the promise that he makes to you. And it's not dependent on the strength of your faith. The promise he makes to you is I will. I will. I will work all things for your good. All things. All things mean all things. So what this means is as we move into this coming year, this is what you can bank on. This is what you can count on. One moment after another, after another, after another, after another, God will be working all things for your good if you love him called according to your purpose, his purpose. So what this means is, is God could not have been more gracious and kind and good to us in 2018. And the same is true for us in 2019. God is committed, 100% committed to do us good. So let me ask you a question. Is there a better promise to bank 2019 on? For it to be the foundation as we move into 2019. If God has called you to himself, if he's given you a new heart to love him, if he's united you to his son by faith, then all things from the most painful to the sweetest will work together for your good, all things. So if God is for us, what can come against us in 2019? Nothing, right? Absolutely nothing. So listen, what is this good that God promises to do for us in 2019? What does this look like? In other words, what is the ultimate aim and goal of God to work all things for our good? What is this good? How does God define what is good? Because this is really important because as we're gonna see, I'm, I'm willing to bet that maybe we have a different definition of what good is. Look at verse 29. For those whom he foreknew... He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So listen very carefully. The, the promise of verse 28 finds its fulfillment in verse 29. So what this means is, is God is not working all things for our good in 2019 to bring about health, wealth, and prosperity in our lives. But God is 
working all things for our good in 2019. Why? To conform us more and more and more and more and more into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. That is what is ultimately good as God defines goodness and that is what we should see as ultimately good for our lives. Now here's the struggle. Many of us have a hard time seeing that. We have a hard time seeing what ultimate goodness is. For, think about this for a moment. This is really important for us to wrestle with and kind of begin to change our perspective. If we believe that our greatest good comes from receiving health, wealth, and prosperity in 2019, then what's going to happen when we don't get it? We're going to be very disappointed, right? And to make matters worse, we're going to be very disappointed in God. Because he promises to work all things for our good. And if our goodness is defined as having health, wealth, and prosperity, and we don't get it, well, God fell short and he didn't live up to his promise, right? But if our view changes and we see what good is as defined, as, as God defines what good is, then we can move into 2019 with great expectation, with great hope, with great joy, no matter what comes our way, because God knows infinitely what is better and good for us than we can ever imagine. And his infinite power promises to work moment after moment in good health and bad health, health and having plenty and having nothing at all to do us good. And what is that good? to conform us and make us more like Jesus. So the question is, what do you want the most in 2019? Like when you think about 2019, what, what do you desire the most? And what, what, what would you give anything for in this coming year? Well, this is what the Father longs for us and desires for us to have and receive. And is committed to us to receive it. For us to know him like the son knows him. So when you think about 2019, do you long to know the father in a deeper, sweeter way in this coming year? That is what the father is committed to bring about in our lives. For us to know him in a deeper, sweeter way. For he longs and he desires for us to taste the sweetness of his love, the same love that he has for his son. He wants us to see that's the same love that he has for us. And he wants us not just to see it on a surface level, but he wants us to bring us in a deeper, sweeter way of experiencing and tasting the love of the Father. Anyone long to taste the love of the Father this coming year? Anyone? The Father's committed to bring about this in our lives. Anyone? desire to experience deeper intimacy, to experience his presence that we know uh, like intellectually at times in our minds that, that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within us. But does anyone really desire to experience him in a deeper, more, more real way? Yeah. That's what the Father's committed to, to bring about in our lives in 2019. Anyone desire to taste more of the fruit of the Spirit, to be a more joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, loving, gentle, self-controlled person? Sign me up. I need it. Father's committed to bring about that fruit through the Spirit in our lives in 2019. You long for it? He desires to use us to make him known as he used his son, right? Son came to the earth to reveal and show who the Father is. And now he sends us out into the city and our workplace and neighborhoods and campus 
to proclaim and, and, and declare and demonstrate who the Father is? Anyone want to be used by the Father to extend his kingdom in 2019? Amen. And is there anyone in your life that you long for them to come to know the Father through the Son in 2019? The Father's committed to use us to extend his kingdom and to make him known and to bring lost sons and daughters to himself in this coming year. That's what he's committed to. Do we long for that? May we long for it. May it begin to change what we desire. May we we begin to to see that what we ultimately want in 2019 is to become conformed more and more into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. That's what the Father wants for us. So it may be our desire as well. And if it becomes our desire, here is the good news. God will not let anything, anything come in, in the way of you getting what you want and what he gets what he wants for us in 2019 if our desire becomes his desire to be conformed to his image so what is there to worry about in 2019 if God promises to work all things for our good then we can move into this year with great hope and great expectation and great excitement that God will accomplish his purpose, that he will do what he says he will do, and he will conform us more into the image of Jesus. We will experience more of his love, more of his intimacy with him, and be used to extend his kingdom. If that becomes our greatest desire, as is our Father's desire, then man, we got, we got something to look forward to, don't we? We, got, we, 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 we can be... Uh, exciteful, hope-filled people moving into this year if that becomes our greatest desire and goal. So, let me encourage and challenge us as we move into this coming year. First, maybe we open our eyes and see how God has been so good to us and so kind to us. The fact that we woke up this morning is a, is a, a testimony to his grace and mercy. He got us up. We breathed. We're still breathing. He's given us, our heart is still beating. So let us be thankful. No matter what we're experiencing now, no, no, no matter what we experience moving into this coming year, God has been so kind and generous and good to us. No matter what we face. Because everything that we experience and receive in our life is truly an undeserved blessing from the Father. Because in light of the gospel or in light of what we actually deserve, and don't get because of Jesus and what he accomplished for us at the cross and his death and resurrection, everything in our life is an undeserved blessing. So let us be thankful for every moment that he's given to us. And let our desires change as we begin to examine our desires for 2019 and what we want the most. May we begin to change those desires by the help of his spirit, by his grace, through his promise that we will begin to desire and we have great expectation for this coming year to become more and more conformed to his image so that this time next year, man, we can celebrate as a church and say, oh, I know the Father in such a sweet, deeper way than I did last year. I've tasted his love in a deeper, sweeter way than I did last year. And I've been used by the Father through the Spirit to advance His kingdom in this city like I've never experienced before. Something to look forward to, isn't it? Isn't it? 
Amen. Let's pray.